0: welcome to the on shuffle podcast coming at you now and welcome back to another episode of the on shuffle podcast i am daniel i'm here with matthew as always how you doing dude uh good 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 been a good weekend uh, just
1: chilling how about yourself
0: yeah man same 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 um Just uh, very uneventful. So uh, which um, to me is the best kind. Um, A lot of hanging around, (laughs) a lot of nothing and um, enjoying some sun and yeah, just soaking in these last 75, 80 degree days before uh, before it cools off. So uh, but I'll get my way um excuse me guys i am eating and podcasting so it's probably not good a pair good thing we're not professionals um but nonetheless uh we've got a great show for you tonight um matthew came up with a topic i came up with homework so um you know uh and this one's going to be a two-parter for you um so and i'll get to that in a second but uh but nonetheless we'll go ahead and start with a little homework man what do we have so yes so said, so like you mentioned it's uh you're you
1: know i think you threw this out there yep. um in the middle of the pod which is different because uh, I guess it lightning bolt kind of a, hit. yeah yeah um so i guess going back so last week we talked about the uh, r&b artist scissa yep. sza and um, we decided to talk uh talk about well SZA got her name or her stage name from the Riza, which is from the root wu-tang clan so we decided to uh I guess kind of follows it down that path and listen to Wu-Tang. So uh, a little bit of homework first is kind of the, you know, basis of the group. So they got started in 1991. They're from uh, New York City, Staten Island, New York. Um, Like I said, so they formed in 1992. Um, This is, let me, uh, so kind of a, besides going through their extensive history, because I think, you know, if you heard of Wu-Tang, you definitely know they are kind of prolific um one of the more re- revolutionary rap groups of the 90s um very respected yeah very respected like i said it kind of uh it was nine mc so nine kind of separate rappers that mm-hmm. kind of decided to um because well it's almost like support one another almost kind of started out like a not I mean, weird weird things like maybe a support group yeah but um but they decided to kind of work together and kind of um you know i think they released their first album and then that kind of kind of went from there as far as them working together and they're still going which is you know kind of definitely a surprise um but they released i think they're enter the Tang, which is their first album in 1993. Oh, great yeah was you know that's like i said that's one you know i said one of their uh probably biggest mm-hmm. albums um so as far as how many albums in total, there's what three, seven There's seven, uh, the most recent one being released in 2015, once upon a time in Shaolin. Um, so it's like I said there's um, I think there's there's nine members um, or you know nine, ten, I guess give mm-hmm. or take. but uh, so I guess the members I'll say this includes all the members that have been in the group. so mm-hmm. it's, they're not active now, at least one of them isn't. But it's RZA, Jizza, Inspector Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, Math- Method Man, Raekwon, Ma- Master Killer, Capadonna, and Old Dirty Bastard, yep. which you know you died. R.I.P. Yep, yeah. R- I- R- I- R.I.P. But um, so their most recent album, like I mentioned, uh, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, was is actually, I guess they. Well, I guess they technically released it. I guess you know putting it that way, but it wasn't released <laughs> to the public. Yep. It was kind of one off. It was the one off thing. They I want to say it's gold plated, and um, the hedge fund manager and felon Martin Scarelli, I think most famous for I think I want to say yeah, one drug that was like he got the prices up on it. Yep. it was uh, a,
0: it was a cancer drug, right? Uh, yeah, and, like and it that, was yeah. like it was like a it was something like a twenty or thirty dollars per and then he jacked it up to about six or seven thousand per
1: yeah yeah so um yes so so that's kind of what he is famous for but anyway he he bought that album and i want to say he still owns it now um but yeah it's an album that was never released to the public so no one knows what it you know exactly what's on it um besides the people that probably owned it um which i think if i if i was to own it would you even play it Farm me not even play it. I think I'll probably with some of those things I would just own.
0: It's buy. so prolific now because the thing about it, there's one physical copy like we which Matthew mentioned, and it, there's no ability to download or stream it digitally. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Martin Shrekley or whatever his name, when he purchased it, he purchased it directly from them. Um, so so it, it's the most expensive music, work of music ever created. Um, I would love I don't know how and here's the cool thing about it um it was and i'll just to give you a little homework on that uh a little backstory on that because i this is something i've been studying um it was recorded in six a secret over six years a a single two cd copy was pressed in 2014 and stored in a secured vault uh in the royal mansour hotel in morocco uh then auctioned through auction house Eight in 2015 and that's when it was a uh, sent. To, it says a legal agreement with the purchaser stipulated that the album cannot be commercially exploited until twenty twenty one oh three, although it can be played at listening parties. Um, and then, of course, was Martin? Uh, he got it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Um, see uh, oh, okay. Uh, when he got when he got in trouble, like you mentioned, it was seized from him along with other stuff. Um, and it says in twenty twenty one. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice sold it to non-fungible token, um, NFT collectors, a pleaser DO or whatever, for $4 million to cover Shrek these debts. And uh, they said they hope to make it more widely accessible. Um, so, wow. I, I'd love to know why. You know? Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, well, obviously, you know, I think the government obviously did what they did because of uh, the guy being in a dirtbag and yeah. being arrested. But... um And there's more to that Martin story than what we're letting on. I'm assuming because they wanted, you know, he had debt of some kind. So, but we're not talking about him. But,
0: uh, I want to say this real fast. I'm sorry, So, and I never knew this, I'm, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm, I'm reading. It features, uh, just a little bit about it. It features the entire Wu-Tang Clan, of course, plus rapper Redman, which if you know anything about rap from the 90s, Method Man and Redman were great together. Um, they actually did a movie together, How High or something like that. Not How High, but uh, mm. you know what I'm talking about. Um, they've, it's got the Wu-Tang Killer Bees on it. It's got FC Barcelona soccer players, Game of Thrones actress Carrie Von Houghton, and two appearances from Cher.
1: <laughs> yeah so uh so, so yeah i would uh so um yeah it'd be interesting because i I was assuming it'll be released eventually because they said they're going to be commercially exploited which that doesn't mean i'm assuming that means selling it or streaming it yep so i'm assuming if they were to just like release it for free that would be kind of against the whole commercially exploited yeah. aspect of it um but yeah anyway so kind of back to the to wu-tang here so uh um so i guess most of the time i guess it's uh well i think some of the times when we do the homework as artists that we are one of us is more familiar with than the other so um since you're i guess going into it more of a Tang clan yeah and i'll say maybe that i'll let you go first since you uh so of a history with it
0: um one thing is cool about them is they were all pretty successful mm-hmm. on their own um you know they, that's uh but uh they are really talented group they are uh, uh what's the word they're very cultural like um very aware of like different cultures they they do even though it's all hip-hop um there's a lot of branching out with them um I've just always been a huge fan like it's old school feel hip-hop I know rolling stones is uh there was a person rolling stones who says they're the greatest hip-hop group of all time and uh, and it's easy to see and the crazy thing about it is they just their catalog's not that extensive and there are years together. I know they're still together technically. Um, but I mean, ODB died no four. So, you know, we're only talking about a little over a decade that they were all together as one. Um, but, um, I don't know, man, I, I, went back and listened this week. Uh, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, I've, there, there's been times in my life where I'm a real big fan. Um, but, uh, I really, I really enjoyed the, the going back and, and, um, and going through some Wu-Tang Clan. I was trying to look real fast at some of my favorite songs um, I've got down here. Uh, obviously, uh, some of the more uh, popular ones. Um, you've got the uh, Wu-Tang Clan Ain't nothing, Yeah. Uh, Triumph. Very good one. Um, Protect Your Neck. Um, Bring the Ruckus. I can go on. just It's good stuff, man. How many studio albums you say they had? Um, seven. Seven. Okay um so but yeah man i'm i don't really i I guess i'm just i'm a fan so i i I enjoyed doing this it was fun to go back and listen to them i have not done it in a while um and uh and it kind of i guess it was very nostalgic for me more than anything so it was very nice to go back and do that and and i forgot how lyrically how good they are like at writing lyrics they're just very basically i think one reason they're so good is they're all poets man um but nonetheless i enjoyed it how about yourself i know you're not as familiar what about yourself yes so,
1: well i'll say they're definitely kind of more of a almost a super group i guess kind yeah of, uh, thinking them that way yeah um <laughs> which i guess they were you know i say more prolific together um yeah so like uh, they're always a group you know you always heard of you know very they're very omnipresent in pop culture very you know out there as far as you know everybody knows of knows of wu-tang if even if you're not a fan of them yeah um i mean, that was kind of me i said that, that was me not really much of a fan just knew the name
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh listening to it um this is definitely uh well i guess there's always like i guess with hip-hop and rap saying like oh there's like a difference between hip-hop and rap uh listening to the wu-tang this time mm-hmm. they are definitely rap so yeah just from like um, just from like, me listening to them now, um, actually listening to them, um, very rap. Not a whole lot of melody other than, like, the samples and stuff, the beats mm-hmm. and stuff they did. But, um, you know, but, um, yeah, but everything, like I said, they're very, like, hardcore rap. Where, it's, like, one after another, because, you know, there's seven or eight of them mm-hmm. at a time. Um, they just kind of throw, you know, throw lines at you. Um, so it's definitely definitely kind of like rap you would um i guess like if someone said what, what was 90s rap what did it sound like yeah it would probably be wu-tang mm-hmm. i guess like without well, a right tupac you know uh, biggie stuff like that yeah um you know so listening to them and like i said that's definitely kind of um I, I guess i kind of was expecting that sound but uh, but again not really being familiar with wu-tang it could have you know gone any any direction mm-hmm. and uh they're definitely that like some very rap oriented um i think songs that i did like um were probably the biggest ones you know because i didn't you know to go too extensively into their catalog uh probably cream protect your neck yeah triumph mm-hmm. um so like I said, it's a very, I said, very hardcore hip hop, you know, rap, yeah, um,
0: oriented. Like I said, so. But a cool thing about them, though, dude, is what makes them. One thing that makes them unique is they don't sample. Like uh, now they do, but they only sample like a very small amount. Uh, like where, where if you're not familiar, with what we're talking about, like a lot of rappers uh, sample the sound, um, and uh, and they don't do that very much, like at all. Uh, and I've always thought that was cool, you know. Uh, so, but that—that's another thing that's popular or, or cool about them. Yeah, um, yeah. So again, so, so listening
1: to, the, to them, like I said, now, like I said uh, they're definitely, uh, I guess, outside of my normal realm of music. Mm-hmm. Um, even I'll say rap that I do listen to the very little is is definitely not this. Uh, I guess just rap heavy. Like there is more a little bit more melody to it. Yeah. But uh, like I said, definitely very respectable. Kind of definitely see. Uh, definitely not well definitely stuck in a place in time like I I, don't exactly, I mean they're they're legendary now sure but uh I, I don't know how they would um they to come out today how it would be taken I mean because there are like rap groups or rap groups artists kind of like uh like Kendrick Lamar I think he's kind of more I say rap oriented as far as like more a little more hardcore as far mm-hmm. as that's concerned um and like you know you can understand them stop mumbling yeah um, so there are rap because rap artists like that that are kind of in a similar vein but um but still like so this is definitely kind of like a stuck in the past kind of sound which but obviously it's you know is their sound they created it kind of a thing you know yeah so it's definitely um like you know with some you know groups or artists or even like sounds you kind of like um you don't know where it came from or who did it first mm-hmm. um like for them they kind of did it first so anybody after that you kind of oh yeah that's what Wu Tang thing yeah um so like even li- listening to SZA, which you know you know her name is influenced i know she said her music is influenced you definitely heard that a little bit now she wasn't as rap heavy as far as like you know you know one bar after another not very like melodic or a lot of singing Um, she had more of that other stuff, but, uh, you definitely still heard it. So, uh, definitely like an influential group that, uh, you can definitely see it in other artists and not modern music. If you listen hard enough.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I, um, I like, I can't say enough good about them. Um, they're, you know, they're definitely, if you're into the hip hop scene, um, rap scene, they're definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out. So, uh, again, I enjoyed it this week. It was a lot of fun. I, you know, uh, I'm a, I've am always been a huge Method Man fan. Um, mm-hmm. He had a, a song back in the day. I can, if you, I haven't heard it in years, if you put it on right now, and it's a lot of lyrics in two minutes and I can sing every lyric for you. It's actually Method Man and Red Man, but it's called, the song's called The Rock Walda. So if you're out there and you know what I'm talking about, big salute. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways. Um, oh, and one more thing I want to say about them. Last thing I had in my notes for, for uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. We talk a lot about uh, your Nirvanas and your Pink Floyds and uh, your misfits and how uh, young teenagers wear the T-shirts and stuff. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan's that for hip-hop and rap, uh, you know? Yeah,
1: the T-shirt group.
0: Yep, they're a shirt group. Um, that's no disrespect to them. That, that's just a fact. Uh, they're just one of those that um, a lot of people might not know their stuff, especially younger people that, that kind of tend to uh you know the t-shirt kind of kind of group so every you know what i'm talking about but uh but anyways i digress uh dude you gave us some uh a topic this is going to be a two-parter i'm very excited about it why don't you explain it for the peeps
1: yes so um so i think well, last week well not last week last week we talked about doja cat but uh not doja cat sizzle anyway i think we talked about doja cat some time ago or i think i brought it up last week um that um, Doja Cat controversially, uh, kind of a controversial figure outside of what I'm about to say, but um Doja Cat R&B artist, rap artist, kind of like a, you know in the same vein as SZA. Mm-hmm. Um, she, in promotion of her newest album, which was released on the 22nd, so recently, um, uh, she started she started leaning more into satanic imagery. Right. um so to, for instance the song that i think that most everybody knows off this new album is paint the town red um which is uh on social media everywhere she references the devil in the chorus um and then another s- single she released is demons um and if you've seen the music video for that because i did actually watch that uh in preparation for the pod Um uh, very you know dark demonic type uh you know imagery on there mm. uh you know, so uh, and you know, so I think about that, and also the inspiration for the uh, course of season, kind of you know, first day of October. So it's uh, you know, the month for you know, ghouls and goblins and demons yeah. and all that sort of stuff to come out, um, be more prevalent. So I think we talk about maybe a little bit of, of well, the devil in music, mm-hmm. uh, as far, far as kind of. A little bit of the history, obviously, kind of maybe our general opinions on, like, the people that are using it just for the image, just to get a rise out of people, which I would say that's probably 90% of the artists out there, I would assume.
0: Yeah,
1: Compared to, you know, I'll get into a few black metal bands that uh, definitely, you know, are, you know... Are satanic or you know so, something along those lines, right? So we're t- kind of figuring to talk about it, and next week the t- two parter, the yin and yang, yeah, it's the yin and yang. So uh kind of in preparation of that, cause I was telling my wife about what we're going to do about the pod. Probably that that month. Oh, I'll text you Monday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she's like, "Why would you? Why do you want to talk about that?" And I was thinking, well, I mean, I think it's interesting, and you know, I think as far as rock and metal, and even blues and like jazz and stuff. Mm-hmm the the devil or even demonic type, not even imagery but just like people being accused of it. Yeah. Or even if they're like more in your face about it as far as them like accepting it as their own image type of thing. Um well I don't I don't it's very cons- prevalent. Yeah, right. Like in some certain at some musical genres. Right. And uh so you know it's kinda of interesting. But then she said, Well then I started thinking about it. So okay. So on the two parters talk about Jesus or you know God. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know the positive side as yeah. far as
0: the good and evil we're talking about here um so yeah that's kind mm-hmm. of uh, well I, I so a couple things there uh you know i want to start off by saying when i think of uh like the devil type in music um uh, the more darker stuff the satanic like uh type of things uh it, it to me it's just imagery or it's just words it's not like to me it's not that deep um and it's not a I don't really associate the devil with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's more of like a if uh, if you if you like uh, if you've ever watched WWF and you see a, a guy come out well, with Undertaker, some scary music, right? yes, yeah, Undertaker. That there's a look. It's scary. It's just it's it's it plays to the part. And I think that that's a lot of times with this. A couple things. One, uh, does the name Robert Johnson ring a bell to you? Well. Kind of getting into the history
1: here. Okay. So that's a good kind of segue. All so right, go for it. Going back, so this is before even like the 1900s. So um, <laughs> this is not extensive, this is all off Wikipedia, so there's probably more to this. But there were references to Satan in music in the Middle Ages. So like a classical musical artist named, um, well, there's a couple, Guiseppe Tartini. Um, he wrote uh, the violin sonata in G minor pretty innocent name but uh, it's also known as the devil's trill because he had a dream of uh, the devil playing a violin um, Niccolo P- Paganini is a um, I guess composer mu- musician violinist most famously um, and most people thought he derived his musical talent from the devil um, Niccolo Paganini also inspired um, Yngwie Malmsteen mm-hmm. put that out there um, so kind of fast forwarding a great, great bit to the 1900s um, jazz and blues music. be kind of became known as the devil's music um, and a couple of artists, uh, Tommy Johnson and Robert Johnson. Don't know if they're related. Um, well, th- well, I'll say maybe Tommy Johnson was a guitarist. That was evidently a terrible guitarist at one point, but they felt he sold his soul to the devil for like skill from, the, from uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for skill on the guitar, Robert Johnson kind of did the same thing. Claimed he sold his soul at, at the Crossroads. What's that movie? I want to say it is called Crossroads, the 90s movie with uh, Ralph Macchio um, about Robert Johnson selling his soul. Great movie. Um, but again, so yeah, going from Robert Johnson to, you know, another more popular aspects sort or of representation as far as in the uh, way the classic rock realm um big jagger pre- played the role as the devil and symphony for the devil the rolling stone mm-hmm. song and of course black sabbath i'll tell you the one of the forefathers of metal um a couple of their songs referenced the devil um nib and war pigs so uh kind of brief history and kind of going back to mm-hmm. of course there's bands in the 80s that were you know were said to you know had, like backwards messages like Judas Priest and Zed Zeppelin and Well
0: the, the the thing is like uh the more time goes from these things the more uh the more exaggerated is this okay and, and and let me start off with like um for a good example I was watching a show the other night and we've all heard of uh uh what's the gosh knows um what is the strong uh railroad the the black man um John Henry uh, John Henry we've all heard John Henry well uh, and in your mind, because if you've heard many stories of him at all, um, John Henry's six, eight, 400 pounds, he's a monster. Um, well, if you go down deep into it and you actually look, uh, the, the um, first-hand accounts uh, stories, he's not a very big guy. Now, he's he's a big guy as far as like in stature, but he's probably like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, and he's probably 200 pounds, uh, which is crazy to think because over the years... This yeah. man's going to be a monster, and it kind of goes with that, like the Robert Johnson thing, as Matthew alluded to. Um, it, it, apparently, if you look into it, uh, and you, time goes now, uh, he's not a very guitar good guitarist. Uh, he goes away for a little over a year or so. He comes back, and he's unbelievable. And he made a deal with the devil. Um, now, if you, you you think about it and put it in perspective, uh, now, uh, if you really you know you get past the, the how crazy that sounds. A year's a long time to practice, (laughs) you know what I mean? Well, that,
1: and um, I think think the actual more popular belief is that he was actually going to a graveyard to practice playing guitar. Right. So it's not even...
0: Yeah, it's not, yeah. No, nothing more than that. that, And that's, yeah, that's that's kind of my point there. And, uh, but I guess, um, I guess moving on to a little bit, uh, and I don't, this is one thing I didn't research. I just wanted to throw it at you and uh, you might have better ideas. When I think of it, Cause you could go back to the blues. There's a lot of it in the blues, but as far as our, our heavy metal and our stuff, I think of black Sabbath. Like I go to the, the ground mm-hmm. floor and I think of black Sabbath when I think of this stuff, where do you go with it? Well, as far as, yeah, as far
1: as like, cause I would say and there's maybe a good way to kind of schedule out, I guess our conversation briefly would be like the bands that were like, I guess like almost accused of it in as far as like, like I mentioned, the, the classical people or Robert Johnson, where they were just accused of this like devil selling their soul because of their skill. Um, which, you know, if you think about it, if David Blaine was to go about 300 years, he, he would be a, a devil, a demon, you know, because he'd be doing these crazy magic tricks mm-hmm. and he would be scaring the pants off of people. No doubt. Um, so there's like the people that were accused of it just because of their skill. But then there's like groups of, like. I'm more of a kind of more Black Sabbath or even like a moving forward in the eighties, like a maybe Iron Maiden or Wasp or some groups style, or maybe or like a slayer, more yeah. Um almost putting on that fake face of like yeah being like evil, um, compared to those that were actually evil, which I think we'll say that for last. Sure. So but as far as kinda of going back to what you are saying as far as um, you know, what I think as far as like one of the earlier I don't know, uh, images or bands that promoted that image as far as maybe not devil worship, but just talking about the devil Mm. in more of an open, non-religious way. Because if, you know, you think about it, hymns and, you know, Christian music in general, definitely uh, sung about the devil. In some capacity. Sure. Um, So probably more commercial, non-religious way. I would say like a Black Sabbath too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Because, uh, I mean, cause I know I mentioned NIB that, um, I think the, the I think the popular story is there were one of the band members might've been geezer Butler. I think he brought out like a book of black magic and then one of the, they were messing around and then they, uh, went to bed that night and one of them woke up to a figure at the end of his bed mm-hmm. with uh, red eyes. And that's what they kind of developed the song black Sabbath around. Yeah. Um, then um, NIB is talking almost like the devil's point of view of yeah you know getting someone's soul or something I think yeah uh, but yeah so your yeah, Black Sabbath definitely the early, one of the earlier groups that kind of used that imagery as far as like a you know not turning away from it I guess yeah
0: and because because before Black Sabbath when I think of the rock world before Black Sabbath even even the heavier rock they were more colorful. Um, and you know, you, you think like Zeppelin and like hippie, hippie, there you go. Um, you know, that was more the vibe and then Zeppelin comes along and it's more black uh, shirts and, you know, uh, and all that good stuff. Now let me ask you this. What comes to your mind when I say, uh, knights and Satan service?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that, that now maybe that can go into, well. Kiss never leaned into it but
0: Yeah, we're referring to KISS if you yeah, don't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, by the way, yeah. <laughs> nice and Satan service KISS. Um maybe more into the maybe eighty to the artists that don't turn away from sure. the image. Like sure. so Kiss, even though they weren't satanic or devilish in any way, right, that's No, they're more horny. Well <laughs> yeah, they're almost more in the realm of them being accused just from yeah. Their, you know, costumes and stuff. And yeah. Just like almost they're, what they're known for. Uh huh. Um, cause again, they, they got flack because of, you know, satanic imagery or, you know, just their sexual imagery and, yeah. lo- you know, the blood and stuff because of, uh, you know, uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah. But, um,
0: I would think he's a uh, demon with that tongue as well. So, well, yeah, he is. Well, he <laughs> is the demon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, come, you yeah,
1: know, name. Um, so uh yes and you know because i think that's when i mean i guess if you think about it and you know intellectually uh all that's like bands like that or even like um maybe like a group like slayer yeah um all that or like even like a modern doji cat um they're just doing that almost to get you know be controversial sure you know just to uh you know well i think what um I don't know the saying off the top of my head, but uh, uh, I guess bad bad news or like back a bad uh, PR sells. Yeah, you know, I guess kind of a uh, I don't know the actual saying. There's a popular saying, but um, but controversy sells records and like attracts attention, right? Um, so like someone like Slayer, if they have like pentagrams and stuff, and, like realms of hell in on their album covers. Um, it's obviously bound to get a rise out of people.
0: No doubt, no doubt. the the The, the thing about the thing about Slayer, though, for me is um is and again, I, I started the show by saying like I don't think of it as that deep. Um, when 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 I think of the rock and the the satanic stuff, um, you know, obviously it's imagery. Um, ninety nine point nine percent of it. The, the only thing and, and and i and i am a, a fan of Carrie king as a musician i'm a fan i'm a fan of like there's slayer songs that I like to be quite honest with you uh, but uh sometimes i feel like uh certain groups over overdo it um and you know maybe you don't maybe uh you know maybe if you're listening you you don't feel that way maybe it's not like and i i guess it's one of those things where Especially as a parent, and I and I know not everybody listening to this is a parent. Or I mean, hell, you don't have to be a parent just as a person. You know, think about the days where we, we had CDs and we had albums and vinyls, and um, and there are certain things that you just I I and, I and I use that for example because I remember being younger before I had kids, and uh, and I didn't grow up with the type of parents that were like uh, you know church going. Uh, not not they were God fearing. Let me say that, that they're you know don't get it twisted, but. Uh, they were very tight on certain things, but I know like I had a Slayer album one time and uh, and I kept it on the bottom. You know what I mean? Like it's not a visual that you you want anyone yeah. to see um, because I, you could get bad, at least bad vibes from seeing that. And be like, well, what the hell is he listening to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, because
1: even like a group that I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm a fan of Ben uh, Sevenfold Fold when I was getting into them. And because they didn't sing, I mean, didn't really, I mean, even though their, their name is religious, um, I can't remember the Bible verse, but it's racist, some Bible verse um, uh, because of Avenge Sevenfold. But anyway, um, the earlier stuff is definitely heavier, more screaming. Yeah. So it's like, even if they don't even listen, like, don't even pay attention to the lyrics. Or, right. Or, as far as there's kids, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's a park. It outside. did. But um. But uh, um, but even if like they're not even singing anything religious or anything satanic, it's just they they sound heavy, and they you know are you know categorically bad or right. evil or something. Um, it kind of like because like, you know going back to the '80s, because there's um the I think is NPRC, um, most famous group uh parent parent I want to say parental rights group. That were, I don't, I don't know if they're suing, I don't think they had a way to sue anybody, but they were they had a problem with the popular music, especially a lot of well, rock music in the 80s, um, accusing them of satanic sexual imagery. And, um, most famous, D. Snyder had to go to Congress or D. Snyder, Frank Zappa, the other artists, I'm pretty sure I know those two for sure, went to, um, went to Congress and kind of spoke up and pretty much. I you know fall further right, and you know, I think that led to the uh, explicit lyrics mm-hmm. uh, tag on uh, artists on groups now. Right, but um, I think even if, if if it's misunderstood and it's like not even downright you know negative or evil on the on its face, even if it just sounds out of the normal, right? Uh, it's almost like okay, so that group's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even because I, I mean, because even if you look at, I know some groups leaned into it, like I said, Car- you know, well, Slayer had the pentagram, not pentagram. Mm-hmm. Motley Crue had a pentagram uh, several times on their yeah. albums and stuff. Um, I mean, a lot of 80s groups, like I say, Wasp, I mean, what, what was that song they have? Uh, uh, was it Fuck, Fuck Like a Beast or something? Because, mm. um, you know, Blackie Lawless, you know even in the mm-hmm. that name yeah uh but yeah so, so there's some groups that definitely lean into that uh sure to that into the imagery as to create controversy just to scare christian people well well, all religions really not right. christians but scare people that are more straight on the uh, more straight and narrow that don't really know like I guess the get a rise out of people. I would say that's all they want to do.
0: Well, you take Kerry King for example. Kerry King's an atheist. uh You know yeah. th- that that's what he is. Now, Kerry King, and he says he's never never done drugs. uh Now he he'll tell you that he, he he's been a heavy drinker at times, but like, shot away from drugs, clear thoughts. He's just an atheist. Now, I don't agree with that, but yeah. that's what he is. Um, now, if I don't believe in something, it's very easy for me to just use whatever I want to use. Like uh, so, it's yeah. for him, it's nothing but pictures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, well, and the singer of
1: Slayer either is or was Catholic. Oh, really? So I didn't even yeah, know so that. he was. Uh, what's his name? Um, Tom Araya. Yeah. So uh, so um, so I guess if you think about it, almost like the way they do, or, or even like a ghost kind of, yeah, a lot of you know this dark darker lyrical lyrical stuff towards satan and stuff sure but they don't actually they're not actually that no you know because there are groups that maybe you want to lean into this now where that are actual satanists not mean they're bad people but right right like a king diamond or yeah. um i don't know what genre of metal but like behemoth mm-hmm. um they're like a heavier group probably one of the one of his black metal or death metal i don't know but uh they are like, he like I want to say the lead singer or hell, the whole group. Yeah. I don't know. He is satanic. Um,
0: yeah. And the, the flip side to this, though, because um, I want to use another example on the other side of this uh, is an Alice Cooper. Uh, yeah, Alice Cooper, yeah. he's one that the the imagery you think of Alice Cooper is very dark, uh, you know, and yeah. uh, which to me, and I won't go down this tonight, but Alice Cooper's music never really matched like the the his uh, appearance, like the the whole appearance of the band, you know what I mean, like the, yeah. um, and and I love Alice Cooper's uh, music, but um, it, to me it was more light uh, and southern type, style, uh, style of rock. But I, you know, that neither here nor there, but Alice Cooper is a Christian um, and a proud one. But, you know, the yeah. whole thing is it's the it's the showmanship and it's like, you know, yeah, it, just, uh, it's the it's the lane for rock, man. You know, like yeah. it or not, that's like that's where rock's been the last 45, 50, you know, 45, mm-hmm. 50 years. Uh, it's dark. And that's just, you yeah, know, or, or that or just to give attention. Uh, right. right. Know, I
1: mean and good or bad this is kind of is what it is and
0: you don't see white t-shirts uh band shirts much you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah it's all you know
1: all your black t-shirts yeah and, you know especially if even a group's heavier or like Megadeth is heavier yeah of course now they're christian but right now right now if you listen to one of their songs you probably still think they're bad or someone of that course doesn't know better but still think they're bad yeah for instance here's a story uh we were at a church yard sale one time and we were playing, we try to put on skillet, which is a yeah. Christian group. Yeah. They're, they're nominated for dove awards and stuff. Like the the uh, K love awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they asked us to turn it off. Really? They just heard. They just well, heard it the just, music. It just sounds heavy. Yeah. I like guess he- even they're not, they're like, like a nickelback kind of heavy. There's not, yeah. not, not, not even, they don't having anything heavier than that. Right. But they're like, okay, they're evil. Like not evil, but yeah, you know, even if they're not, they sound that way, yeah. just turn it off. Yeah. Uh, so even like a group like like a poison or something, mm-hmm. uh, which has almost no religious aspects in their music at all, right. Uh, will be considered evil or you know, or yeah. don't listen to them kind right. of thing. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, so even so groups that do lean into the imagery as far as even just a great great controversy. Oh, you know, like a Dio or, a, uh, you know, Slayer, or I know Slayer is kind of a big point we touch on, especially in the 80s metal, but it's just, uh, you know, it's very easy to be labeled evil if they do kind of lean imagery wise that way. Right. Um, and I said,
0: so if you want to. Delving to the extreme side, unless you have anything to say on the. Well, I, I I do want to clarify one thing that I didn't earlier. So when I, so I was, I hit on KISS for a second and I said Knights and Satan's Service. Now what that is real fast is uh, back when they were uh, on the up and up, there, the uh, there was a lot of parents out there uh, that uh, said that it stands for night KISS stand, stand for Knights in Satan Service. Now, obviously it didn't. As me and Matthew mentioned, it was very, KISS is not that deep. Uh, it's just a gimmick. And, uh, you know, they're singing. They're just, they were just trying to get laid. Uh, you know, that yeah. was their whole music. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, but, but that was a thing. And, um, you know, and it was kind of, it's kind of funny when you look back at it, especially as time's gone and you think about how uh, looks and, uh, w- things have uh, evolved. And to me, they're not, there's nothing about them that's satanic or anything, you know, not even imagery rise. They're just guys with face paint. If anything, it's like, Hey, look, there's a bunch of like, uh, wrestlers or, or Halloween, you know, yeah. goers. Uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, you know, I wanted to hit that. That's what I meant by that. It's a funny little story. If you go Google it, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get, and if you've seen the movie Detroit rock city, uh, it's basically uh kind of what, uh, i guess the 70s or early 80s in a nutshell with that so
1: yeah um yeah so yeah because that's because again they they probably didn't say oh we're not satanic but, sure but they were accused of it and they didn't you know controversy sells you know? right so it kind of goes to amen that. so uh some kind of some more recent history um mm-hmm. and like i said so we kind of talked about groups that were accused just because of their skill, or just uh, you know, myths or urban legends. Mm-hmm. Um, let I me mean, delve into the groups that probably leaned into the imagery, but they're not, yeah, just controversial, just to be that way. Okay, to the more, um, I guess more serious, more that you know, actually acted on, you know, more satanic or even or evil in general, you know, evil themes, so kind of. Just at one point in time, so um, in 1992, members of the Norwegian black metal scene uh, started burning churches down, uh, mm-hmm. putting it that way. So there's um, in by 1996, so between 92 and 96, there have been at least 50 such attacks in Norway. Um, kind of save the details, but um, oh, let me see what was the group. Uh, let me see um so the one of the first churches to be burned down in norway was Fantoft staff church um i'd be hard, hard to pronounce his name but varge bickerns mm-hmm. of i think was i want to say the band Burzum, can't say mm-hmm. i've ever heard of them um was responsible and uh one of their albums was a picture of a Detroit destroyed church, which is, you know, yeah, it's one that he obviously burnt down. Right. He was found guilty um, for burning down several churches, went to a jail. Um, and then some other kind of more popular, well, bands in the black metal genre genre. i want to call it that um, mayhem and a group called white w a t a i n yeah um they uh, actively uh uh what's the word um not promoted it but like supported it There yeah. you go. this actively yeah. supported kind of these burning of churches and they said that you know stuff like this wasn't going to continue to happen so so again that's definitely kind of, sort of the extreme side where right. people actually well are evil in this, in this sort of way. You yeah. Know, as far as, you know, God and the devil. Yeah. And they actively acted on those things or their beliefs, which, um, I'll say it's pretty bad, you know, as far as, uh, burning churches down. That's yeah. Pretty, th- uh, yeah.
0: That's, that's pretty rough. Pretty
1: negative. Um,
0: very, very negative. Um, um so
1: I'll, I'll say, just kind of speak on that for a second, uh, uh, just cause, uh, I think, you know, I think, well, i can't say it won't happen in america but um i would say uh, countries outside of america and this is maybe more of a political statement which is not much of one they take more religion more seriously right i would say right then i'll say americans do because um, you know if you look at other religions or religions around the world like i said they're you know they fight and go to war over this sort of stuff yeah um so, of course, what they did or, you know, several people did as far as burning down churches for, you know, anti-Christian or anti-God ways, you mm-hmm. know, reasons, um, obviously not good. Yeah. If, you know, even if you, do, you, know, you don't believe or against it, you know, we can't support violence in such a way. Right. But uh, but I guess as far as, I mean, I can't say I listen to their, their music. I have no idea what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, I know mean, body sounds heavy. Yeah, I'd imagine. Super heavy. Um, I
0: bet you can't understand lyrics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause that's one of the things like you would have to look up the lyrics to know yeah. what you know, that is evil. Yeah. You know? Um, cause I know there's, I mean, well, will probably talk about more Christian groups as far as maybe or Christian elements in music or mm-hmm. popular Christian artists next week, um, we can talk about God and, you know, Jesus, the, the positive side of this coin. Yeah. Um, that, um, that are heavy, like, right. That, but they're christian they're positive as far as in that aspect mm-hmm. um compared to you know groups like i mentioned, the black metal g- genre yeah that uh actively did negative bad things
0: yeah yeah no doubt i i uh, one thing i and i and i had to look it up because i and i there's a couple others and we'll probably get into more of this next week but i want to hit on it because it obviously it is on the topic um you know talking about the imagery and we, we've hit on this a lot tonight um uh, you know, one band, well, two bands that come to my mind a lot when I think of, uh, of what the whole topic tonight are Iron Maiden and, uh, and Anthrax. Well, Iron Maiden uh, drummer, Nico McBrain, that was the one I was trying to look for this whole dang pie. I could not find it, but I finally found it. Nico McBrain's a Christian um, drummer for Iron Maiden. And, uh, you know, he found God in, I think, 99, 2000, went to church with his wife, had a just an epiphany, and, and he's been that way ever since. Um, so, you know, it, perfect example, because, again, Iron Maiden's one of the first ones I think of. Uh, another one that pops in my mind uh, was Anthrax, like I said, uh, Dan Spitz. Um, he's a, um, uh, he's a messianic Jew. Um, been that way for a long time. Also Korn, uh, who is that way is very dark and, and, you know, there's some satanic, uh, underline there from, you know, as far as a, they were a, a, new metal band from the nineties. I think a lot of people know. Um, but, uh, there, is it was it a basis was it, his name's head. I can't remember if you play guitar no, bass. Ours. Okay. Um, he is a, he's a Christian. Uh, of course, Matthew mentioned Dave Mustaine, uh, Ringo Starr, which I, of course, Beatles, I don't really look at them as, um, as a way, but, and I'll go into the, to the ones uh, next week that are in this, but, um, but there, there are a lot out there. I, and I, and I guess I always want cause Nico McBrain's a really uh, infamous for this. Okay. So you think of Iron Maiden, you think satanic uh, stuff that they, the imagery they have and a lot of the stuff, well, he loves to um, talk to. Some of the fans and I uh, talked to him about his beliefs and uh, and I always wonder. You see, some kid with like uh you know an Iron Maiden shirt and like some damn uh, eye uh, eyeliner oh. on and you know what yeah. I mean and like uh, really goth and and you know his hero uh, is right there in front of him, one of his heroes and uh, and he asked him, hey man, do you know you know the Lord? <laughs> you know, yeah. so, uh, how cool that'd be. Uh, but it's cool because as a Christian, he's actually turned a lot of people on uh to know yeah. Jesus but uh but anyways uh you know so uh very interesting stuff man um yeah i, I, I would want to throw in yeah there go that, for
1: uh, cuz kind of going to the i mean cuz there's definitely aspects this is you know you know in horror movies and just sure. in general it's easy to throw you know throw the devil or demonic satan all you know you of almost throw those throw all those type of negative things together right um it's, just, it's easy to throw imagery around and use it for just controversy or use it to scare people as far as like a movie um, yeah. or a TV show. Um, it's easy to throw that stuff around, just get a rise out of people. Sure. Um, but then there's, like I said, the music related, because this is a music podcast um, that, that do uh, use it, you know, that are negative or evil in that way. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, kind of that is um you know interesting as far as you know the we'll say in devil in music and music in general yeah kind of how um there's definitely levels to it Like i said there's you know like, kind of how we you know divert divulged to pod and, you know there's those that are accused of it but have no backing mm-hmm. there's those that like that actively almost you know uh come out almost as this Evil entity, but, you know, again, just controversy, but then the extreme where they are evil because they do evil things right the way. Um, you know, so with, uh, music being the core of the podcast, it is kind of one of the more popular, uh, themes in, in music, obviously within love and death and, uh, in the rock side, you know, sex and drugs and stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely, um, is not all groups you know played into that imagery yeah um but there were you know those that did it you know with you know with no harm whatsoever right um i guess it's to a one message is to uh uh don't take music too seriously as far as that's concerned no doubt uh because you know because even if a group is you know maybe putting on that image where they're not somebody else may actually take it for Take it for
0: word, word word for word and act on it. Yep. I don't, no no doubt. I think that's pretty much uh that's that's pretty damn well said, man. Um, it's just don't take anything. I would say anything yeah, anything. Exactly. Not like it's not just music. Anything, yeah, not just music, seriously. anything. Because Let's just say you're like uh, Matthew and I and you are a believer in Christ. Um, you know, uh, we're supposed to love, man. We're, we're supposed to we're supposed to spread love. So th- yeah. regardless, you, you need well, you, to do that. If, even if
1: you don't believe in Christ, you know, just being. Yeah. Being loving probably for all facets of life. Exactly. Uh, religious, religious or not religious. Yeah. Love. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> um, no doubt. You know, so just come kind of positive vibes all around.
0: Heck yeah, man! That's awesome. I had a good time with this uh, this episode. Like I said, next week it's the yin and yang, as Matthew mentioned. We're going to be talking about the flip side of that, man. We're going to be talking about the music with uh, with Jesus and uh, you know so, some of that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy this one tonight. Before we get going, we've got some. Uh, We've got some, anything new, any requests? I've got um, something cool for you, but I want you to go ahead. if You got any requests for me?
1: Yeah. And just kind of maybe allude to maybe like a couple of weeks uh, for a way, from, you know, when we actually get near Christmas, not Christmas, Halloween, mm. we may actually kind of come back to more of a themed episode of some kind or yeah.
0: talk
1: about more metal metal bands or songs sure. or Maybe more horror type of songs, maybe horrors. Yeah, horror, <laughs> like <laughs> horse. like yeah, as yeah, a, yeah. like um, talking like some Black Sabbath. You can talk about that earlier, yeah, yeah. Um, or even like still like thrash metal, even anything, anything heavier, right? Um, you can, you can almost put that music to a movie, and it's be like a horror movie mm-hmm. soundtrack almost, or they can make a movie out of this song because it sounds telling this evil story. Yeah so maybe we'll dive, delve into that maybe a couple of weeks from now when we get actually closer to halloween but uh as far as like maybe my recommendations i nothing i guess nothing new uh music related I, there's no songs i've kind of added to my list that i'm really turned on to mm-hmm. um do you want to maybe have a brief well ask maybe have you heard the new i don't, I don't normally say this the rolling stones
0: I have not. I heard that uh, there was going to be something, but I I hadn't
1: heard it. They uh, released a new one with, I think, Lady Gaga scene backup. She doesn't doesn't sing lead on it. But uh, the biggest take, the song's okay. Uh, It's more of a, not a ballad, but it's more of like a mid-tempo. You actually get the name of the song. It's more of a mid-tempo. It's not not a ballad, but it's, you know. Yeah. uh, Let me get the name. Kind of job of my memory a little bit because Justin Hawkins reacted to this but I heard it before just to kind of stay throw that out there sweet sounds of heaven is the name of the song mm. um, so it is more of a mid-tempo love song yeah you know, just kind of throw that throw it throw it out there the biggest takeaway because you know if you like the Rolling Stones you probably like it I don't like the Rolling Stones so I don't like it but um he sounds great on it really he like Mick Jagger literally sounds like it's almost mind-boggling that he's I don't know seventy or how old Five, you, 70, 74, 75, like, yeah no one's still having kids yeah he's still potent, still putting out babies very potent yeah and confirmed yeah and he dances around on stage like he's in his twenties um, eighty I'm sorry he's 80. 80, so that's even that's even more shocking yeah um, and he's like you know and kind of like Ozzy like yeah there needs to be a study almost no doubt how him and like even like someone like Ozzy where they don't age nah. vocally, almost. I mean, nah. Mick Jagger doesn't age at all. At all. He still but, gyrates around and everything. Like mean, yeah. Ozzy can hardly walk, can hardly speak, but he can still sing somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, how, Like singers like that, um, which I can't even see singers like that because like, Mick Jagger's taking care of himself for the most part. Yeah. Especially older in life, he's got really health conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone like Ozzy, who was almost never health conscious. Right. He was so extreme in you know drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. um that uh they still I, I guess it's just god given oh right? yeah uh because they and i probably show you after the pod he sounds like so good
0: it's amazing you think about it matthew they are so this year hold on let me let me do the math real fast sorry this ain't good podcasting they are on year 61. This is the sixty-first year of the Rolling Stones, and they're putting out a damn song. You know what I mean? well Yeah, I guess an album. Sometime. Or yeah, right, right. But, uh, is, yeah, like yeah.
1: song because they released that other song that I can't. I was not a fan of. So, but the album, the video, had, video had Sydney Sweeney in it, uh-huh. popular actress, and then they released this one recently. And like I said, it's. I mean I said their music probably hasn't been relevant as far as like culturally yeah. I'd say. I mean the fans still you know if you're a fan of Rolling Stones you obviously enjoy it and you yeah. can see them live, you enjoy it. But uh, so it's not but it's not like you know they're you know they're living off of their past success as far as their popularity. Right. right. But
0: uh they still st- like they still sound really good well um you know what they've done they've they've uh, and i and I, if you're a stones fan out there please don't kill me I, I promise you it's a it's a positive thing we we taught me and matthew talked about the acdcs and the metallicas and, and all these yeah. bands who've found a sound and they don't really metallic is a little different they they're they're very extensive and and complex but like you know there's these bands that find a sound and they don't stray away like they've this formula and you everything it doesn't get too far away from the plan the formula and they're like that you know it's like all right here's what our here's our sound and Mm -hmm. everything sounds like this and it's good of course you know they're they're (laughs) awesome but uh but yeah man like you know literally a lot of their songs sound the same to me
1: yeah
0: but they're all upbeat and, and happy and and like they flow well and you know hey um they broke. One, don't fix it. One other
1: musical thing that you know, again, not much of it. Well, my opinion, even though I'm not a fan of Rolling Stones, like I said, uh-huh. check out their music, especially this song, "Sweet Sounds of Heaven." You did you see you? Did you hear about YouTube playing in the Sphere? Uh huh. So the Sphere is and that is in Las Vegas. It's a three well, three hundred and sixty quotation marks. Um, it's I think three hundred sixty degree LED experience oh, wow. where like it's like these screens it's literally you know i say 360 360 in parentheses because it's not really yeah. i mean there's a ground floor but uh that there's this concert because they i think they the first to do it is a new thing from now until december they they play they're playing so many shows in this sphere with this like i said the 360 degree image or video kind of going on behind them mm. it's amazing i'll show cool. you after after the Heck pod. Yeah. so yeah. uh, check that out
0: all right sweet man uh, i don't have a whole lot for you new uh there's a there's a, a group that i like uh, called the lazies they, they've got a song or two i've i've plagued uh over the past few years uh they've got a new album out came out friday uh so i'm not really endorsing it i haven't heard it yet I mean, it's, i'm more telling you because i'm excited to check it out uh and you can check it out as well of course uh but the one thing i got tonight i thought was pretty cool um Back in 1985, so any of you out there, uh, me and Matthew are both kind of, uh, and I know he is too, not really talked about it, but we, um, we respect the hell out of the, the outlaw country of back at of the, the yesterday. Um, and uh, 1985, Waylon Jennings was getting, uh, he was going to be uh, getting roasted in Atlanta, um, on some you know thing. So I didn't even realize roasts went back this far. Uh, and apparently johnny cash was going to be there to roast him but he couldn't make it so he wrote him a letter and the letters uh, i've got the letter right here i think it's the coolest thing to me it shows why he's such a great songwriter uh how how his mind's beautiful uh but i'm going to read you this letter this is johnny cash to waylon jennings he says waylon this roast shouldn't hurt you too much tonight because your brain is already fried seriously I wanted to be there so bad, but I have been told that the only way to get from Jamaica to Atlanta is to travel. I sincerely hope you will accept this honest reason. We miss you and Shooter. Did you ever find out who Shooter's mother is? I love you, Jessie. Don't I, June? Jesse, you are one of the few truly great women I have met in my entire life. As soon as we get back home, we want you to find Waylon's clothes and he is going to wear that, that he's going to wear that day then show him where the car keys are and come to see us waylon i love you don't i god just remember if you're ever down to your last dollar if all your old friends turn their backs on you if you're so low that you wish you could die just remember i'll always be johnny cash uh, just deep just cool just a cool ass letter man uh, and, yeah that's cool you know and and uh and I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in some of those parties I probably don't want to do the things those guys do there's Definitely no not. you know like Matthew's talked about a while ago with uh, Mick Jagger I, I can't understand how some of those guys are still alive uh, obviously I know uh, I'm a believer in, in God so uh, but uh, other than that there's really no explanations but and, uh you know
1: and maybe uh maybe another maybe more a wild theme month. Uh, maybe you can talk about prolific party bands. Yeah, good idea. So, like stories, bands. Sure. Like Ozzy snorted a line of ants. Yeah. Most famous in a movie. Yep. He didn't do it on a movie, he did it in <laughs> real life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so maybe we're talking about prolific I like party that. bands of stories.
0: That'd be a great idea. But
1: uh, homework wise, let's do it. You know, again, next week we're talking about God mm-hmm. uh, in music, um, not Christian music wise, but contemporary music wise. So, I we'd talk about maybe a Christian group, metal group, uh, Striper. I knew, I was exactly what I was going to suggest. That's awesome. So, uh, so talk about Striper because um, th- they are Christian, uh, Christians being yep. metal. They're
0: not Christian music. Yeah. Putting it that way. But we'll check it out. All right, That'll guys. You heard it live here first. So, appreciate you guys listening as always. Love you guys. Peace. See ya.